keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast about all the different ways that humans have sex and how we make that safe. Our guest today, you just heard her. She is a birthday cis female, a 28-year-old as of today. She is black, queer, polyamorous, and is currently in multiple relations. Into sensory and impact play exhibitionism, she is new to pegging partners and is loving it, wants to explore being a soft dom, wants to get tied up more, and is turned on by Earth. Based in Toronto, welcome, Adj. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. I am wigglibrating you. Do you want to start out by saying, do you have a birthday wish this year, sexual or not? I've been thinking about it. Maybe like a birthday theme this year. I like made French toast this morning and I was like, wow, like living decadently, deliciously. So yeah, that's going to be the theme for this year. Just a lot of goodness. <laughs> I love that. Can I add some alliteration? Can we say deliciously and decadently following your desires? Ooh, Decadent, delicious that. desires. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we get into all of your deliciousness, can you start out by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame-a-meter with one being the least shamey and ten being so full of shame, where do you fall today? Today, I'm at a one, maybe a zero. I'm like ready to talk, ready to be here. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Okay. And then can you give us a little overview, a little snapshot? It sounds like your sex life is popping. What is it like right now? What's your favorite part? I feel like I'm having really great sex right now with the understanding that it's just going to keep getting better. So there's like a lot of excitement around it. Yeah, I have like partners and they're all great. You know, there's a lot of communication and listening and like good sensations. So I'm just having great sex. <laughs> yes. Okay. Amazing. I cannot wait to hear details. But first, can you tell us what does sexy mean to you? I feel like when I think that someone is sexy, it has a lot to do with how comfortable they are in their own body. And like how they inhabit their bodies. So it's like a lot about the way that they talk and they move. And it's like not ever a specific mold, so to say, but just like seeing people really be themselves is really hot to me. Oh, I love that definition. Man, people have such good ones. Okay. Now tell us what happens to your shame-a-meter when it's time to talk to a new partner about safer sex or any partner. It doesn't have to be a new one. And let us know what the ideal version of that conversation looks like for you. In recent times, that shameometer it stays at a one. I like really like getting into it very early and very like honestly and also kindly so that I'll just like, I don't know, we all feel good, right? And so ideally how this conversation would go is I would be starting it off and I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm a hoe. <laughs> And because of this, I like getting tested a lot. So, you know, I get tested every few months. The last one I did, it came back pretty cool. So I just want to know what you're into as well. And I mean, on my side, I'm not into birth control because it really messes with my body. So I really like using condoms and I think those are fun. So what about you? Is there anything I should know? And then that's how I do it. Dude, that is great. That is so clear. That is so easy. May I? steal your vibes the next time I initiate that conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. I love pretty cool because I do love that we're not using clean implying dirty for anyone who has say I don't know herpes in their throat like me and cool is also just so playful because clear is what I've heard other people say like I'm all clear but that does remind me of like airplanes and offices and like grown-ups and tests. tests yeah yeah so cool it came back pretty cool that's 
fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, so now take us back. You are already clearly very sexually amazing. What is the origin story of this amazingness? When do you first remember hearing about sex? What do you remember thinking and feeling? There wasn't a time where like sex didn't exist and then it did. I grew up like my mom watched soap operas and like, you know, there was like all that kind of daytime TV stuff. And obviously they're always like passionately making out and having sex. And so like, I think I just always knew that there was things that people could do naked with their bodies. And I was like, oh, what's going on over there? <laughs> what was the vibe in your household like? Was there a grown up that ever told you about it? Or when did it start to kind of like concretize in your brain? We never spoke about sex at home. It was kind of cool. The only real sex talks I got like a little bit older was just like use a condom. Like that was pretty much it. There wasn't any really talk about details or like, you know, where would that condom go? It was just always kind of use a condom, you know? And like I hit puberty pretty early. And so I think just like sexuality was kind of put on me, you know, where like I was still kind of like young and like very, very curious. Like I started masturbating pretty early and I was like, oh my God, what's all of this? I was like nine years old. It was like kind of funny. It was like this movie I was watching with my family and I can't even remember what the movie is right now, but there was some scene where one of the characters was describing how another character smelled as they were like kind of getting it on. It was like a narrator getting into all of this and it like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I was just kind of like in my room and like, you know, how it always goes, kind of just like gyrating and like moving my body in different ways. And I like orgasmed and it was like, I didn't even know what it was at first. And then, you know, I just was like, I love this feeling. I'll just keep stretching. Like it was like in my mind, I was like, I'm just going to move my, my body in this very like specific way and something will happen. So like that was like really good. But yeah, I hit puberty early. And I think at that time, as, unfortunately, it was like negative connotations. You know, it was the whole idea of like complete strangers would come up to my mom and be like, you know, you have to watch her or like, you know, she's trouble. And it was just because I was like, I don't know, I had like boobs in grade five, you know, and it's like it was supposed to be like this idea of a compliment of, oh, she's like so pretty. You have to watch her. But it was also like really wacky. Right. Because oh. I was like really sexualized, like super young and like always had this idea that my body was like a lot, you know, I was just like, oh, I guess I got to like cover up or like, mm. you know, I, I like school. I was always getting in trouble with like dress codes. They were always putting me in these stupid ass, like <laughs> huge T-shirts that were just like, you know, you have to cover everything. And I was like wearing the same stuff as like other kids my age. But it was literally just the fact that my body was developed in a different way. Like everyone was just like, OK, she's doing the most, you know, so like it was kind of fraught in that way. But like, I don't know, I was still super curious and still like very kind of in my own mind, really drawn to sex. So it didn't deter much. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like props to your sexual desires for kind of keeping you grounded, maybe. Thank goodness for those sexual desires. <laughs> Do you remember, was it a parent or a family member or a teacher who told you about condoms first? Like where did those messages come from? And it did was you... a parent. Oh, yeah, really? it was my okay. mom. It was my mom. It was like the whole thing of like, you know, again, because I hit puberty early, I got my period really early. So like, it was just this idea of like, okay, because this can be a thing, we should probably say something. So it was always like, you know, if you can, don't have sex, but use a condom if you will. Right. And so like, just if nothing else, I just like knew that condoms were available and I should probably be leaning into that. Did you grow up in the Toronto area? Like what was the size? Of yeah, I grew up in like the suburbs outside of the city. So like and it was kind of funny because I feel like a lot of like my sexual stuff ended up happening in school. I was like just learning. Like I just had like 
a group of friends and we were all very curious and horny and like even just talking about it right like I like learning about porn from my friends learning about bodies from my friends like just all these different kinds of things and kind of like I remember we were like in grade seven and the teachers separated us like boys and girls so they were like okay we have to have the sex ed talk and like the guys got such like knowledge like teachers were like you have to drink water or like eat a balanced diet like you know be well for your body and then on the girl side they were just like abstinence is key like this is what we don't do and like yeah it was so stark because like the guys came out feeling so empowered and they were like we know our bodies and we came out being like you know i guess you shouldn't have sex <laughs> whoa okay yeah and i like went to a catholic school so there's this whole other side of it of like sex ed was very held like when a man and a woman love each other and god comes down and blesses them it was like all of that type of stuff yeah most of the learnings i had about sex and sexuality very much came from my peers my friends which i'm like super grateful for <laughs> okay are there any learnings that stand out from those times even though all of that was happening, I actually didn't do anything sexual until I was like 19. It was that whole thing too, right? Of like kind of being sexualized super early and feeling like there was already like, I was trouble, you know? And so I was really like, I shouldn't be doing this. But then also just being super horny and like being like, I would have sex if I could. And like, yeah, just kind of going through all those motions. I also had like really bad self-esteem when I was growing up. And so there was this whole idea too of like, oh, like no one even wants to have sex with me. And so like, yeah, kind of having to growing through all of that and then really getting to this place where I'm like, I love sex my body is great. Like, let's get into it. And all of that kind of happened when I went away for school. So like, yeah, it was kind of like a reawakening where then I actually started having sex with people. And that was like really, really, really great. Wow. Okay. So if I'm hearing correctly, it sounds like you did have a sexual relationship with yourself for about a decade before you had any sort of sexual relationships with a partner. Yes. So does that include like touching or kissing or dating? Like, did you just stay away from all of it in high school? Even that, I didn't start making out with people until, like, the end of high school. So, like, there really wasn't any, like, active kind of situations that were happening while I was in high school. At the end of high school, I made out with, like, this person after prom. And then that was about it. But, like, in my mind, I was, like, a very alive human being, you know? I was, like, I could do all of this stuff. But, like, yeah, partnering sex didn't start happening until after high school completely. Same, same. Okay, so walk us through some of the things that were going on in your mind and anything that you explored with yourself before we get to partnership. Like, what was going on in the background? And you mentioned porn earlier. Like, when did you start to engage with that? Give us kind of the landscape of that decade. <laughs> Again, I grew up in a Catholic environment. So there was obviously all, all that guilt. And I was like, oh my God, I have a sex addiction. And I was like 14, just masturbating. Oh. <laughs> it was like so rough. So it was like this whole idea of like really loving this stuff and really being like, oh, this feels so good. And I want to keep doing this, but also being like deeply stressed out that I was doing it too much or like this wasn't normal or like people shouldn't masturbate. I was an avid pillow humper. So that was really how I got into it. That was my own personal relationship with myself. You know, the shower head changed my freaking life. I yes. was like, wow. I was just like masturbating a lot. And like, you know, we're like raging teenagers and there's hormones. So like it was a few times a day. And then I would go through periods where I would feel so bad and be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is not what people do. Like, I have to stay away from this. And then like, just doing it again and going through those cycles over and over and over. Yeah. So porn, I feel like some of the first times I saw porn, 
first it was on like my computer. So my family's computer and like, I think someone had been watching it and they didn't clear the history. So I was like typing in a website and then it showed Pornhub and I was like, Oh, what's this? And then like mind blown, you know, and like also like the late night TV shows of like the soft porn, we had like this huge TV and I would like run downstairs in the middle of the night and have to like, I don't know if you remember like the remotes where you would have like the last channel that you would flip through. And it would be like, I'd have this whole thing set up just in case anyone came downstairs. I wouldn't get caught. (laughs) And I would have to like pretend I was asleep and do all these things to make sure. And it was like risky business, like the TV sound on blast. And I like had it muted down to like 2%. And I was like, please don't be too loud. Like, please no one see these titties. Like I'm so nervous. So that was kind of like a lot of learning in that time. And I mean, like everyone says it, like I love porn, like, you know, it's nothing beyond that. But also I think just like watching it so much growing up really kind of like blurred lines of what like sex was and what like myself and sex was because like, yeah, when I first started having sex, it was kind of like the whole idea of like, you know, this is what you do when you have sex. And like a lot of the sex I was into was kind of aggressive. So then there was this whole other layer of it where it was like yeah I'm like nasty and I'm down to have fun but also not even like really checking in with myself of like okay am I actually into this yes the porn lady liked it but like do I like it does she even like it you know like that was like a lot of like the earlier sexual experiences where like I was just like really pushing myself and really kind of getting myself into these situations where like yes it was fun but it wasn't necessarily like the best so I was just kind of like oh well this is what porn stars do and this is how porn is and I can do this too you know and I want to be a freak so let me do it and like yeah it was fun but also there was like I'm learning boundaries now you know yeah 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 (laughs) well first of all sounds like nobody ever caught you and then it sounds like you were watching a variety of things that maybe ventured into the more intense realms or did you just sort of search around and did it grow over time I was like super into kink videos, like bondage and like great kind of intense situations. I think that now that I understand kink a little bit more, like really being like, oh, these people talked about this and everybody knew what was happening. And like, like, there was like a lot more clarity than like, I think some of the situations I put myself in. There was this one, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like kink.com. They had a channel on Pornhub and I was obsessed with every single one of their videos. That's why I really like the ones where they kind of like interview the people before and after because it just provides the context for it. And after like reading a few different porn stars memoirs and now like meeting people in real life and then like all of my exposure to talking about sex versus me of college age a decade plus ago where I'm like, oh, there was a bunch of context I just didn't have for what this was. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. So when you started exploring with partners, how long did it take for you to realize that there was kind of this, shall we call it an emotions gap? What feels accurate to you? Like a real life versus what you had seen performatively? Like at what point were you like, wait, this is different than porn. I'm a real person. Like how did that unfold for you with your early experiences? Okay. So I think this is a thing too, of like those experiences, like I haven't even had sex for 10 years, right? Like I just turned 28. So like, this is still kind of like an unfolding that's happening. So I was in this, like, this was the only monogamous relationship I was in, which I think is kind of hilarious. And after that, I was like, okay, so that's like not real sex, you know, because it was in that relationship that a lot of those ideas of like, what is performative and what was not like there was no room for that right like I was actually in like a super performative place during all that sex and there was like 
really no boundaries, no aftercare, like no context conversation. It was just like full throttle all the time. And I was just like, oh, this is what you do. Right. And then like that crumbled for many reasons, including the lack of boundaries. And then like I was having sex with other people and I was like, oh my God, they ask questions. Like this is so sweet and gentle and fun and still freaky, but like, I'm not shutting down in the middle like it was actually such a different like experience and from that point I was like okay like sex doesn't have to be this like ordeal or this like huge experience right like it could be fun and pleasant and still hot and intense but like with like realms of safety that are involved that let me just like leave feeling like so much more chill you know (laughs) so I feel like right now is where we get into these places of like boundaries and like fun care and like really actually exploring the sex I want to have versus just like being the image of a porn star, so to say. Can you give us a framework of like how long did that image of a porn star phase last? Like how long was that relationship? When did you start to kind of transition timeline wise? So when I first started having sex, like I'm like a one night stand queen. I'm just like, here we are and this is great and goodbye. Like, I don't know. So like for the first few years I was having sex, it was mainly just like really short couplings, like people I would see like here and there, like once or like, you know, it was just like not anything continuous. And then I got in this relationship. I was thinking about it the other day. It was literally only like a year and a half, but it literally felt like it was so much longer just because of how like wacky it was. So after that, it was kind of like on again, off again. But at that point, I was like living in a different city for school. So within the breakup, I had moved back to the city to like where I am right now. And like, I have to say, like Toronto is like a really fun place. (laughs) I have to come visit. (laughs) Yes, you do. You know, like coming from like a small town where I was for school and like coming back into the city, I was just like, oh, there's like so many cuties and all these cuties are into so many different things. And like, I'm held to no one. So like that really kind of started off the whole like exploration and adventure. That's when I started getting into poly and like, that's been like five years now. And so like, yeah, it's been great. I'm like, I'm feeling really good about stuff. Oh, that's amazing. And then when did you realize you were queer in all of this? Actually, in that relationship was like the first time someone had ever asked me if I was bi. And I like was like, oh, that's an option. I think just because of how long it took me to even get into my sexual self, like my queerness took a lot longer to even just like make itself realize because there was already so much we were dealing with. So like I want to say like a few years ago at this point, and that's the whole thing, too, is like I feel like I've heard this on like the podcast before or people who also kind of have shared the sentiment of like, I feel like most of my experience in dating and most of my experience with sex have been with cis men. And so like queerness just feels super alive to me. So it's like something that I can't deny. Like it would feel like I was being dishonest if I didn't say that I was queer, you know? And so like, that's been a bubbling part of me and that's been something I've been exploring intensely. And that's been something that's been like really, really, really fun to also come into and kind of have be a part of my life. And so like, yeah, that was like, three or four years ago, like still very much a baby into it. But yeah, feeling fully fledged also in part of all of that. Wow, that is so beautiful. And I will just say mirrors my own experience. And I caught myself when I just asked that question. I implied that, of course, you just realized you were queer, whereas some people are born with the knowing. And so I'm noting my own bias toward my own experience. But it does sound like we kind of had a similar timeline, too. And I think back now, like early me was always attracted to ladies. And then it was I was like 23, 24 when I started fooling around with them. And then it was 25 when I was like, wait. Yeah, literally that age. I yeah. like them. <laughs> it was 
that, right? Like very much this moment where I was like, oh no, I'm into women. This is real. Wow. Okay. So can you circle back and tell us a little bit about like why Toronto is so fun and like maybe focus on the sexy parts of its funness? Oh my God, totally. People are really open here. And like, I feel like I've learned so many different types of people and like have met so many different types of people. And like sex is just so good. And I think I love sex nerds. Like, I think I really love people who love sex so much that they're like, I will study this forever. You know, I think it's like the diversity of it all. I think it's like already the opening queerness. We're just like, I met so many people when I moved back that I was just like, oh, you're queer and you're queer and you're queer and all of your queernesses are different. Whereas like, I think before this and growing up, I feel like I had that notion of like, this is how like a gay person is. This is how a lesbian is. This is how this is. And these are all the paths that people take versus like very much this kind of nuance that comes out where everybody is their own very specific type of queer. And like that really, really, really helped me be like, oh, like I'm actually just cool. Like, you know, like there really isn't like, it's not like an enoughness. Like I'm already just here and like, this is exactly as I am, as queer as I am. So like, yeah, Toronto gave me that, you know, I have to be very thankful and just like, yeah, there's just like hotties. Like I'm biased. I literally am. <laughs> there's mad cute people here. It's like so nice to be around and just like see everybody. And like, I don't know, it feels like everyone has their own like quirks and kinks. And like, even if they're not like hard line, like this is my specific kink, just like the way that they have sex is like so cool to now have it a part of my own like experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. So do you meet people kind of like out in the wild or through apps or their communities? So I'm not too much a part of any communities, which I think is even funnier, but like, I love a good dating app. I'm a dating app star. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me how? Because I'm about to jump back on them. I'm like, okay, in February, I'm going to do it at the beginning of February. I'm going to try again for a couple of weeks and we'll see how it goes. How do I be like you? You have to lean into your quirkiness, right? Because I think when you're like super, super yourself and that could be a little chaotic and a little bit like weird the right people will lean into it. Right. And so I'm very much like, I'm going to be so specifically myself that someone who has to get off on it would. I feel like if I try to be this like very kind of expected mold of who I should be, I get like a lot of like wacky people who I don't really want and like are like not the best and even can be like mean and just like really not cool situations. And so like really leaning into the fact of like, I'm quirky. And so are you quirky? And do our quirks work together? <laughs> yes. Okay. I do like the idea of being like looking for a sex nerd because I feel like I can't be with people who don't really like sex. And I think I was trying to like date normies for a little bit or just people who like are like sex and they just mean like they want me to curate an experience for them. Exactly. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's more. There's more to this life than curating experiences. Yeah, totally. So can we start to get into some details? So I think we can start about what I love about sex. So like, I feel like for me, a lot of people around me are like, oh my God, sex is sacred. Sex is sacred. And I'm like, yes, sex is so sacred. That's why I want to have it with everyone. Yes. I'm like, can I touch as many as possible? Exactly. Like, how can we not all feel this good and not all have had these experiences? And so I feel like that really, really, really kind of like pushes how I have sex. Like I just love people. I love being naked with people. I love the chemistry that builds up. I love just like how intense it can be and how like when I think about sex, it's like this is just like another way to connect with someone. Like I can talk to you and we can like really kind of speak and get to know each other. And I can also just have sex with you and like see you exactly as you are and have you see me exactly as I am and have like so much fun with that. And so like yeah, I'm like a very curious person and I feel like 
experimentation is really at the base of it. Like I'll try anything. Like I've tried a lot and like, you know, there's like very little that I'm like, I really don't even care to go there. And I think that's just like, you know, things like race play. I'm just like, I'm so good. I'm not there. Like I don't have any curiosities for that. Things of like extreme violence. I think like because kink has been this like relationship that I've had because I really love kink and I'm like trying to figure out now how to get back into it in a way that feels really good because like in my like younger times like kink was just like always you know I'm the submissive and someone's the dominant and they're just like literally taking out their shit on me you know and so like I kind of got over that super quickly like I don't really care for like extreme violence or like that over aggression but like I don't know like intensity and you know I still kind of like getting spanked and like I do love getting choked and so there's all of these aspects where I'm like we can dance with that a bit we can play around okay so can you take us through your kink explorations as you remember them like tell us some of the specifics of like what you loved about the submission it sounds like you have explored so far and then tell us what you like either want to explore more or have been exploring more so I think what I really like about kink is this dance with like pain and pleasure, right? Like pain is so clarifying and like really drops you into your body. And I think that idea and that sensation feels amazing to me. And so when I first started, it was like, you know, light stuff. I do a little choke, you know, a little slap, a little this, a little that. And then it kind of moved into like getting tied up and playing around with restraints in that way, like candle wax. I love candle wax. Like I really, really, really love that sensation of like it being so hot and then cooling down so immediately that drives me wild. I feel like on my body, like I really love getting like scratched and bitten and like getting spanked really, really hard. And like, there was this experience like just a little while ago where like I was with someone and they had like a paddle and we like started playing around with the paddle for a bit. And even like the day after I could feel like my hips and my butt cheeks a little bit sore. And I was like, so turned on the whole day, just like moving and feeling that like that kind of feeling feels so good to me. So I really, really, really love that. So actual rope, like rope play. I want to do that so much more. I had an experience once with this person I was seeing a while ago and they were like super new to it. So it was also super cute and quirky. Cause like, they were watching YouTube videos and I was just like standing really, really still. And they were like tying me and there was like all these light touches from the rope and like their fingertips. And like, sometimes we would be laughing because, you know, they'd be like, oh, I have to like pause the video and watch it again. <laughs> or sometimes it'd just be like deep quietness. And we were just there and like silence with each other. And like the whole experience was like so amazing. And I'm like, I think before that I never had a, like a full rope session in that way. And so like, I get it. Like I came so hard that night. Like it was wild. Wow. <laughs> it was like so sensual and slow and like really most of the buildup had nothing to do with me doing anything. I was just standing completely still and had someone like doing stuff all around me. And I just like, yeah, I love everything about that. I want to add it so much more into my life. I'm just like, wow, this is this is why this is the thing. <laughs> that is amazing. Can you tell us how do you filter your tops for safety? Because I'm hearing wax, I'm hearing rope, I'm hearing breath play. Like those are things that can be very dangerous. If, for example, your partner doesn't know that you need to pick a candle that's body safe, that has a low melting point, otherwise you will scald and burn your skin and get blisters, you know, or to not do the nerve damage to the tying or to not actually make you pass out or die from choking. 
How do you filter? A lot of it is like, and I think that this is like just leaning into my sex life in general of like, can I trust this person outside of sex? You know, like actually like either we've been friends or we've spoken or we're in relation. And like, I know enough about you and your own temperament to know how far you want to go. Right. Cause I think that was also the thing with like situations in the past of like people whose natural temperaments are a little bit more on like the aggressive or like the less communicative side. Right. So already in their waking life, they're kind of like intense. And so of course, when we get into sex, these are going to be the issues that we get into. Right. And so like really kind of just like being with people who already I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable. If like something goes wrong, I can just be like, Hey, let's like relax. You know, I don't feel like I have anything to prove. They are not people who are like feeding off of violence or feeding off of the fear aspect of it. Like they actually want my pleasure as well. And this is just like a way that we're getting into that pleasure. Right. And so it's so hot. I actually am like so happy. (laughs) So I think in like that way, so far it's been great. Right. Like really that filter alone has had it. So I've just been able to have great experiences and actually explore with people who I can be like, okay, you're just like, cool. Like you're just like a great person. And now we get to do this weird kinky thing. (laughs) That's amazing. So you are in multiple relations. So does that mean that your one night queen status has sort of like been put to rest? Like, because with kink, like there is an amount of trust building. Like what's that balance like for you? Yeah. You know, we're dancing, we're dancing. I think it's nice that the people I'm with right now still excite the side of me that has that like, you know, because the thing about one night stands that are like something I really like is the idea of this intense fullness, right? Like we're like, you don't know this person, this person doesn't know you. So there's not a lot of that in between that can kind of make us quiet ourselves down. And so we're just like really, really going hard with each other and just being like, wow, okay, okay, cool. Bye. But now kind of exploring that with people that like I care about and actually trust is like really cool, you know? And like, of course we're in a pandemic. And so like there's real restrictions as to why one night stands just like aren't as fun as they used to be, you know? And so like these external factors are actually making it that I get to explore something that I might not have in like a really real way, you know, and I'm like finding so much joy in it. Like it's actually so much fun to just like have sex with people I know (laughs) and like really, really, really like, because then we get to do more. And like, there's so many different ways that we can do this. Like, I think a lot about like that idea of exhibitionism, right. And like being watched. I love that. Like, I love that whole idea of that. I get off on it so much, but it's also kind of hard to make it happen in real life because all like my fantasies about that might not be safe in real life. Like, I always have this kind of idea of, like, really, really, like, loving getting, like, fucked outside. Like, just, like, in a bookstore or something, right? But, like, in real life, like, really getting fucked in a bookstore might be a little stressful. And so, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if everyone doesn't know what's going on, you know, it could be weird. No, this is why I want to create my full-service creativity resort. Because, like, in the adults-only section, the functional working spaces, because the whole place is a fucking creativity hotel. So like the people who are painting their art studio pictures, like there is a part of the art studio that you could go and like fuck while people are just like doing their art studio. There would be like a book or an airport, you know, because like imagine if like those fucking fancy hotels in Las Vegas with all the little shops and things like what if there were like parts of each of those stores if it was cool or like we all have a certain like agreed upon language for like how to fuck in public and not be an asshole and there's consent there because you're in the space. But then like people could reach around you to like grab the banana that they need or whatever. Like how 
hot would that be? So hot, right? Oh my God, I love that. I hope this comes true. I would be there in a heartbeat. Really what it is about exhibitionism is like being watched, right? Like I really want to be watched. Has this happened at all? Or this is all in fantasy still? So it's kind of happened, but in a different way. I was listening to your podcast and like hearing everybody talk about their kinks and hearing everybody talk about what they like. I was like, okay, so it doesn't have to be like as grandiose. And so with one of my partners, I was like, okay, I really kind of want to try out like mutual masturbation for this reason, right? Like I still get the satisfaction of being watched, but it's also just like safe and like hot and like so hot watching them touch themselves. It's so hot me touching myself with them watching me and like this whole like complete aura of it where I'm like, okay, yeah, I love this. Like this is exactly the feeling I wanted through all those fantasies I was having. And so that was like really, really, really cool to experience. And I can't wait to do it more. (laughs) Amazing. Can you tell us some of the specifics of your body? Like what is she really into? What turns her on the most? And when do you feel the most in touch with her? Oh my gosh, I love this question. I feel like I'm a very sensual person and my body really loves the idea of like just being like appreciated, right? Like being touched everywhere, squeezed everywhere, kissed everywhere, licked everywhere, like being held, being like really intense and like feeling like other people's, the way that they're drawn to me when we're having sex, like that gets me off so much. I don't know the way that people are curious with my body and like looking at it all and doing everything and just being like really, really, really there. That feels like so amazing to me. And I think because of that, like sensations, like warmth, like being scratched, like being kissed, like on my back, I feel like that's why I get into getting choked and like Mm. really just being held and like restrained, like all of these things really just like, I don't know, put me on display. Right. And then like this person gets to just like take all of me in. (laughs) Yes. What about the specifics of your orgasmic parts? Do we have ears, nipples, vulva parts what gives you all the feels tell us the specifics totally so vulva parts of course I can actually have internal orgasms and so like I love those kinds of orgasms because it literally feels like honey is like being poured all over my body like it feels psychedelic I could like fuck for hours if I was just like in that state you know it just feels so good so again like learning about sex stuff you know the idea of like peak orgasms and non-peak orgasms so like for the longest time I just thought I wasn't orgasming because I was like I don't know it's not a peak but it's like a rolling wave right it just keeps going and so like I love that feeling I feel like I can totally like get off on my nipples I just need the time. Like, I just think it like needs to be long enough. We can get there. You know? <laughs> Hot. Wait, have you been specifically nipple edged ever? So slightly. I feel like I'm getting into that now where like, there's just like a lot more like focus being put on my nipples Beautiful. and just like being with people who are really into my breasts. So like, there's just more time being taken there. I'm like, oh, I love this. And like, there's this whole other side of it where I feel like, I'm like resensitizing my body. So like obviously those earlier experiences of sex were like really intense and really extreme and really hard. And so for a while, my body was just like stuck in that place where it was like, if it's not wild, we can't feel anything. Right. And like, honestly, most people don't have sex that way. Like, it's not always this like raunchy, huge, like sweaty, wild situation. Like sometimes you're just like laying beside a cutie and like doing stuff. Right. And so like, (laughs) yeah. In that way, I feel like 
really kind of getting back into the sensitivity of my body with like subtle touch and subtle sensations and subtle movements. It's been blowing my mind. The other day, like I was with one of the people I'm with and they just like had their hands on my scalp, was kind of like pulling like so lightly. And I was like, this is going to take me over the edge. Like I didn't even know. I liked my scalp being touched, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's just like the sensitivity of it and the lightness and the way it just like, it sends chills down my spine. And I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm at. I love all of this. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I know every time someone's like, but why did you shave your head? I'm like, because I fucking want head pets. It feels really good. And nobody gives them to me, but I give them to myself when I'm thinking. You know, sometimes people do if I say that enough, but like very few. A hundred percent. I shaved my head like last year and that was one of the like nicest things. I was it like, oh, so good. like scalp touching beautiful (laughs) yes the only downside is no hair pulling but it's just a trade-off you know exactly my hair's growing back now so we're getting back into hair pulling (laughs) (laughs) that's so hot can you tell us specifically like what sensations your nipples do enjoy and your pussy on the outside if Mm -hmm. any yeah okay so with my nipples they really kind of like getting rolled and like pulled a bit but also just like sucked on and licked like that sensation kills me it's so good And it's, like, kind of this whole thing of, like, losing the shame of it, right? Like, I feel like I was, like, always weird about my boobs because they're, like, big. So I was, like, oh, no, that's too much. Like, no, no, no. And now I'm, like, no, I have these tits and they're, like, so sensitive and nice and soft. Please give them more attention. I, like, love, love, love that. On my pussy, I really love, like, a slow buildup. So, like, really starting off with almost, like, little kisses and pecs and then getting to, like, full-blown making out with my clit and I'm like melting I'm literally like off the ground withering you know like yeah 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 I love build-ups I love really like the kind of slow waking up and then going into like full intensity it sets me off (laughs) beautiful fuck yeah I love that so much also I just want to say boobs wise one of the recent like really sweet rejections I received from a potential lover like after talking a little bit and then exchanging more photos he was like no offense I just like really big breasts. Yours are nice. They're nice. They're a good size, but I like really big breasts. I like breasts that are like as large as or bigger than my head. Like it was, it was such a hilarious, like apologetic, almost like exchange. And he was like, but I really like, like, you're really amazing. And I was like, yeah, great. Like I'm, it was very sweet. And I've been getting more rejections like that lately from people who are like, oh no, 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 you're weird and wonderful and not for me but you're really great it was so lovely talking to you so that's where I'm like okay well I guess that's an improvement like from the yelling totally I'm trying to like learn to take rejections gracefully right because like that whole idea of it turning into oh was there something wrong with me and it's just like yeah people are into different things right you could be great and cool and weird but just for somebody else exactly it's like so less personal than I feel it in my own human body because I'm a human yes are your feet sensitive at all toes Yes, they are. And okay, so with one of the people I'm seeing, I love when we get to that point where he's sucking my toes because that means we're in intense territory, right? It's not like every single time. It's just like very specific times where I'm like, oh my God, yeah, we're both losing control, right? Like you just want every part of me and now my toes are getting sucked and I'm like pretty much holding back screams. Like I love this. Yeah, I'm so into feet. I love it. Do you like receiving foot pleasures or do you like also giving foot pleasures? I haven't tried giving and that's going to be added onto my list because why not? But I really love receiving. Okay. And have you taken any phallic shapes between your feet at this point? 
oh my God, yes, I have. And thank goodness for it. If that's what my feet are made for, that's what they're made for. I love using my whole body on any phallic object. (laughs) I'm also asking because I recently was like just sitting behind someone. I was massaging him. And then like I reached my feet around and like was like, oh, this is working because we had the lube going. But then I was like, no, now you need to grab my feet and do the motion because I didn't have enough leg strength sitting behind. Like what was your... So I was like facing them and this was kind of like the mutual masturbation side. So like we were sitting facing each other and then like I leaned back a little bit and then brought my feet up to them and did it that way. And the lube was already there. Everything was going. There was parts where, yeah, he was holding my feet and there was parts where I was doing it myself, but it was comfortable. I don't know if I have legs long enough to like reach behind. Yes, I'm, I do have very long legs. I was like, I need to bring rubber bands next time. And I'm like, you can't just like walk around with, but I was like, that would be really cool if I had rubber bands to put on my feet right now. And then like, just, you know, do the thing. Oh anyway. my God. Uh, so that's adding that to my bucket list. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's like, Another thing about my boobs, right? Like, I love titty fucking. Like, I love that I have this ability. I love that I can do it. Okay, I'm just like a like a wraparound type of person. So it's two ways of either, like, me on top and then they can, like, control it. Or if, like, I'm lying down and they're kind of straddling my, like, midsection part. Wow. Has anyone ever come that way? Like, how do you feel about, like, come shooting toward your chin? I love that. It's like such a great sensation. And like, I think because of the angle and I never run the risk of it getting on my face or like in my eye or something like that. That's what I'm weird about. But like on this area, I think it's like so hot. It sometimes like gets pulled underneath my collarbone or like around my neck. Like it just feels super hot to have on my body. (laughs) That is amazing. In this region, on that notion, since you're such a sensual person, neck, ears, like we talked about scalp. What about these zones? Necks wild. I'm like starting to realize that the back of my neck is like a hub of electricity. I don't understand how I've gone so long without realizing this, but like sometimes making out with someone and they like maneuver themselves behind me and start kissing on like the back of my neck and shoulders, like the sides of my neck, it like makes me lose my breath. Just like this whole area of my body, like chills all the time, anytime. (laughs) Wow. What about the connection with the earth? the work I do, right? Like I'm always in the earth. My hands are dirty. I'm like always there, but also just getting turned on by the earth. Like something that really turns me on is like seeing saturated soil, like soil that's been watered really well. There's something about it that like very much just reminds me of like the wetness of our own bodies. And just like that blows my mind. There's like this sound that happens after the rain when like water is falling from like the drains outside of houses or whatever that literally like reminds me of like two bodies slapping together like insects and it like drives me wild because I'll be like walking down the sidewalk and I'll hear it and I'll be like I gotta like hold on to a wall or something (laughs) I'm like walking around the earth just like turn the heck on like even in like the summertime when like the air gets so humid and it just like everything feels sticky. And like, every time you feel your skin, it feels like slippery. Like, I'm just like constantly ready. I'm like, I can do whatever with whoever just come over. (laughs) I love it all. Like even like this plant I have that the flowers are super phallic. They're like almost like this trumpet kind of looking thing. And like, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that looks like an erect penis. Like, how can I not think of that? Like, just like, (laughs) There's so many different symbols. Like I remember in the spring when all the flower buds are coming, I was like walking with one of the people I was seeing and he was like, doesn't this look like a little clit to you? And just like, 
all of it blows my mind. All of it turns me on. Like there's so many mirrors on earth of just like our own sexual selves that I'm like, yeah, I see you all and I see myself. (laughs) Have you had the opportunity to like be out in nature with those mirrors fucking? Like, is that something on a bucket list? Where have you been? What do you like? I love having sex outside. (laughs) And I love fooling around outside and like all of it turns me the heck on. There's like, again, that exhibitionism side. So like just being outside in general and like the idea that you can kind of get caught and like mainly not and being out in the world and just like being hot and like the summer, like everything about it is just like super, super sexy to me. Like I've had sex in parks, on beaches, in forests. (laughs) I want to do it forever. I love everything about it. Like I'd really love to have a slow sex session in like a forest because it's always just kind of like fooling around or like quickies because of like obviously everything. But I like want to like lay down like a blanket and like really just like get it on without like the fear of anything and just like take as long as we want. Yeah, I'm imagining like a little Airbnb somewhere in a remote forest that has like a little acre or two of private land. And then maybe there's like a little clearing, a little ring of trees and the earth is wet, but that compact dirt and maybe there's a plop, 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 but like just barely misty, not like making you too cold. And then, yeah, you have that blanket and you're not, maybe you fall off the blanket at one point and get a little dirty, but not in a way that hurts your private parts. Yeah, just in a way that makes us feel hotter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dirty hands and knees. That's what we want. Uh, Yeah, and we, and maybe there's a stream with fresh spring water flowing nearby in case you need to rinse them off. And you can like hear it running beside you. Totally. Yeah, that's the dream. Can you give us details of touching other people? Do you have any moves that you must do? Just tell us what you love. Tell us the parts you love. Tell us the things you love. Love, love, love. Honestly, just like honoring people's bodies, right? Like I really love making people feel like they're the hottest thing because quite literally they are. Like I'm not going to lie. Everyone's hot as shit, right? And so like really just getting to like touch someone else's body. I'm like, yeah, we have to have fun here. I love kissing. I love kissing necks. I love licking people's ears. I love licking people's bodies. Like I love using my mouth. Like I'm a super oral person. I love getting blowjobs. I love eating out. Like I love everything about it. I actually love giving blowjobs. It's kind of funny because I feel like I have such an enthusiasm about it that some people don't know what to do with it. Cause like, you know, like at least in my experience, some of the people I've been with were taught to uphold like masculine pleasure. Right. And so they almost get a little bit shy about it where they're like, Oh, like you don't have to. And I'm like, I really want to like, like this is so enjoyable for me. Right. And just love bodies. Right. And I just really want to have their bodies in my mouth and in my hands. I love giving little spanks. I love like giving head massages when people are eating me out. Like, yeah, let's all feel good at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely. How fucking beautiful. And like also a world where we take care of each other means your pleasure is literally my pleasure. And we just give each other different types of pleasure back and forth. And that's what I hear in your stories. That's so beautiful. Yes, absolute mutual reciprocal, like pleasure for all of us, right? Like I just love feeling good and I love feeling good with other people as well. And so, yeah, that's my jam. (laughs) Yeah. When I feel sexually turned on, like lit up, like I get turned on beforehand, during, after, I feel supercharged. I feel like it fuels me for the rest of my life and it makes the rest of my life literally feel more meaningful. Literally. Which is why I fucking freaked out every time that I used to like not have access to consistent sex with my former master. And now I'm like, oh, right. He's not the only option. Okay. okay. You can have sex with anyone. (laughs) I'm like one of those people, like this pandemic would have been so different if I wasn't having sex 
for like the first few months when like everything was really like janky and weird. I was like, okay, I literally can't have sex with anyone. And I was reeling. That's when I shaved my head. I was like, well, there's no point. Let me just be free. I love sex so much. And like, that was like a kind of funny time. Like I bought my first dildo. Like I was like, I need a vibrator. I need a dildo. Like this is my pandemic survival toolkit. If I can't have sex with anyone. I'm so glad that you've rounded that corner and that you have some partnership in your life. Can you tell us, have you encountered any turnoffs that were big enough to make you say no thank you to someone? Can you just like give us a little overview of what is like on your no thank you list? Okay, my no thank you list is kind of funny because it really doesn't even have to do with sex. Like my no thank yous are like values and belief systems. Like if I am really like, okay, this conversation is going away. I really don't care for like, that's such a turnoff. Like a lot of like machismo and like that kind of like hyper masculinity really doesn't do it for me. I have like no desire for that. Like, I don't know people who are like mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm really not down for mean people, like people who aren't open-minded or people who I can tell haven't like dealt with their own shame and not in the way of like, we're all consistently going to be dealing with our own shit forever, right? So it's not this idea of like, you have to reach this ascended place before we can have sex, but like people who like their shame is so like strange to them that they don't even know they're like putting it on other people. Yeah, That's like really something I don't want to deal with. And this was something I actually learned while having a bunch of sex, right? Cause like, yeah, I would have sex with anyone. And then there'd be these situations where I'd be done having sex with them and I'd feel terrible. And I'd feel terrible in a way that wasn't like, my own it wasn't like oh i shouldn't have done this it's like these weird ideas that like aren't really mine right like i'm like a sexually liberated person like i love sex and i'm not afraid of that and so like when i get into these places where i'm like oh like maybe i was too much or like maybe this isn't right or maybe i should be different then i'm like okay why is this coming on and it took so long for me to realize that it had so much less to do with me and so much more to do with these like specific encounters with people where like the way they were acting about sex like made me feel really messed up about sex. Like there was this one situation in particular of like, you know, they couldn't even like look at me. Like they had to have the lights off. They were like weirdly covering my eyes. Like it was just like, they were so averted from the whole situation, even though they were in it. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to have sex with someone like that. Like that makes me feel like weird after and not in a great way, you know? And so like, those are like my compasses now of like people to avoid. Beautiful. Yeah, those are important lessons and I can totally relate. Can you tell us any specific stories from experiences recent or otherwise that have really lit you up and just made you feel like, God, I'm so fucking happy I'm fucking? Oh my God, yeah. I think maybe one of the first times I had slept with one of the people I'm dating right now, it was like straight up in a park. Like on a bench, standing up in a tunnel slide, like in the grass. And I was like naked. Like I forgot we were outside and that is so good to me. So like we were on a day and we were just like talking, chit chatting. And then like the series of questions came. They were like, can I kiss you? And then they were like, can I touch you? And then they were like, can I lick you? And like, we were all outside and I was like, yes to every single one of them. And we just literally started having sex, like in the grass on a park and like, people most definitely saw and I don't even know who like I was so not there like I literally remember opening my eyes and like looking up and all I could see was like the stars like I was like not with it you know I was just like this is so good and this feels so good and I think for both of us it was just like so overwhelming and then we were like kind of came back into it we were like oh my god what are we doing (laughs) and like got dressed again and like ran away but it was like so hot and so fun and cute and I was just like yeah 
I think about that often when I'm masturbating. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Was it like a wide open park in the middle of a city or was it like a playground park? It was like a tree park. Like what? Can you paint the it picture? It was a this wide park? open park in the middle of a city. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like straight up people were like jogging, but it was like the sun had set. So maybe they were just seeing weird shifting body farms, but really and truly there were no trees. It was grass. It was open land. <laughs> I mean, or who knows? Maybe you inspired some, maybe someone saw you and was like, wow, that's fucking awesome. I want that. Okay, what else? What else do you, you have multiple partners. Can you talk a little bit about your poly self? So yeah, I'm seeing like a few people right now. I would say like I've been in relation with one of them for like a pretty stable time. And like this other person I'm seeing, we've been dating for like a few months. There are people that kind of like come in and out. But in terms of like stable people, there's like three right now. Yeah, I mean, I've like met their partners and they're probably going to meet like each other soon enough. And I think it would be really hot. Like I would love to if comfort was there to explore like group situations with everyone but obviously don't want to freak anyone out consent and comfortability and like yeah I think it would be super hot I love being poly (laughs) I think just like relationship wise it's been really great like yeah I interact with their partners they like know each other and like at least know of each other we speak really openly about everybody that each of us are dating and so there's not any really like bounds there in terms of like this is super off limits and this is super off limits. But yeah, I definitely want to explore more group situations with some of the people I'm dating, whether it's even just like us finding someone or us like having sex with other partners, other people, like however that works out. I'd be open for conversation. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. And are you pretty open to talking about sex with all of your partners? It sounds like you do talk about it. Okay. How often, when, when does it come up? How do you introduce it? So with Jay, I'm like super open with them. Like we talk about so much in terms of like our own sexual desires, our own ideas of sex, our own other experiences of sex, even like sometimes sex that we're also having currently of just like, oh, like this kind of cool thing happened or this is what I want to try out. And so like in that way, it feels like really hot and almost like kind of like a bit of foreplay because like we'll end up talking about stuff so much that we end up just start having sex and we're like, okay, this is amazing. And like, I think for me personally, even just like the ideas of like, what does foreplay look like? Like I'm like a super heady person. Right. And so conversation, like good conversations gets me going. And so already with this partner, like we just talk so much and we have so much in common and just like sexuality is super, super open in there where like, I really don't feel like nervous or afraid to say anything or to do anything. And hopefully they don't either. And so we bring up stuff like, Hey, I want to try this. Like sometimes we'll even be talking and we'll be like, is there anything new you want to try in sex? Is there anything you want to explore? And then like, yeah, we have this in the ether for like, okay, if we want to do something new, like I know he wants to try this or he knows I want to try this. So like, we'll either like weave it in seamlessly or actually just be like, okay, do you want to do this tonight? (laughs) Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And like with one of my other partners is who like I explored pegging with, which like I love, I've always wanted to do it. Like I've literally always wanted to try it, but I've tried anal a couple of times and there was only one time that I was like, wow, I fucking understand this. The other times was really like painful. I was just like, oh my God, no, let's stop. So like, I've always been really afraid because I don't want to do that to anyone, right? So like this person was already really into pegging. So like they know their own limits. They know their own situation. They know what they like and what they don't like. So I could trust that they would tell me literally what to do step by step so that I could then orchestrate this properly. And so it happened. And now I'm like, I can take this to the world. I can do it with everyone. And so it's so good. It was so hot. It felt so hot having this drop on on it's like 
so hot watching this person's pleasure just like go haywire. Like it almost feels like how good I feel when I'm like coming. Like it looked like they were like in the clouds, you know? And I was just like, imagine I'm helping create this. Yes. I love pegging so much. And so like, I don't know, there's like all these different things I'm learning and all these different things I'm like adding into my own repertoire, my own experience. And I'm like, I love that I get to do this with like multiple people that I think are really, really cool and respect. (laughs) That is amazing. So the whole thing with doming is like, I would love to be a dom. I feel like I have like super top energy, but I'm just a power bottom. Because of my own personal things, like I'm such a sensitive bitch, like do not humiliate me. You can call me slut and stuff, but like do not be mean to me. I feel like all the examples of doming that I've seen, I'm like, I don't want to be that mean to someone. Like I actually can't. So for a while I've been like, I don't know how to like get into that dom energy and have it feel natural, you know, because that's the whole thing is like, I feel so silly when I'm in that role where I'm like, this is not my vibe. Like I'm not this person, you know, but like in that pegging situation, I was like, oh, I see where I can come into this, you know, where it's like, there's nowhere that says that being a dom means that you automatically humiliate people or degrade people. Like people are into that. Right. But some people aren't. And so like really just kind of getting to this place of assertiveness and of just like really controlling the scene and really being like, this is what I want. And like orchestrating everything. Like that's kind of where my mind's going. And it's kind of like, I saw this meme and it's like, I'm a dom, but my kink is like just encouraging people to have the best sex they can. And I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm going to be. You know, like, I'm just going to be like this strong, beautiful woman who's like, yeah, we're having great stuff tonight. (laughs) Like really kind of doing that. And I think that in the people I'm with, I think I could really explore this well. Like, I think they'd be so into it. I feel really strong and empowered when I'm with them. And so it doesn't feel as silly. And I'm like, okay, I can lean into the soft dom vibe. Yes, (laughs) that's beautiful. And if I'm hearing you, it doesn't sound like the idea of holding space as a dom is the difficult part for you. Like, it sounds like you're pretty down to kind of like steer the ship and bounce off of their desires based on your own. Am I understanding that? Yes. I think I had to understand that being a dom was holding space. Like right when that clicked, I was like, oh, I could be a dom. And it's always languaging, right? Like I feel like the words that we've been using to describe things and like the way language has been expanded in the last little while has actually made it that a lot of these things just make more sense in my brain, right? Because like, I don't know, when I first started having sex and when I first started coming into sex, like a dom was someone who like controlled and like did this thing and had all the say. And that like really didn't seem appealing to me. I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't want to control everything. Like, I just kind of want to have fun, you know? Yes. (laughs) And then really kind of getting to this place where it's like, oh, it's so much more about like holding space. And it's so much more about allowing space for this other person to like be vulnerable and like relax. Right. And also, of course, like the genderedness of it for me, at least of like, you know, because I am a cis woman, like more than likely not, I'll be like, when we talk about power dynamics, it's assumed that I'm a sub. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, really just kind of being like, oh, I'm a sub just off of like, not even that exploration. Right. And then actually having these sexual experiences that are like, oh, I'm not as subby as I thought. And it's really (laughs) hot to not be, you know, and kind of getting into that place as well, where I'm like, okay, like these things are making sense to me more now. And I can totally see myself doing them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. That is fucking beautiful. Are you into sexting and nudes? Do you share porn with partner? Like, does that factor into your partnership play at all? Yes. So I love sexting. That is quite literally, if I think about safe sex, that is how I've orchestrated safe sex in the past of like sexting with people to figure out like, 
I don't know, what's your vibe in sex? Like even the words people use. So like, I feel like before I would always use sexting as like a get to know you situation. But Love. very recently. <laughs> Wait, where do you start with? So it's different every time. I feel like I peep the vibe out, but usually there are nudes involved. Usually there's a little talk of like fantasy. I'm like kind of one of those nerdy people that really love 21 questions and the way that like 21 questions starts off really innocent and then slowly kind of gets into like, so how do you like to be fucked? Like I love those situations. (laughs) You just helped me understand a lot of what I was doing wrong because I just like to dive into sex because that's where I'm the most comfortable. Okay. So recently I've been exploring it with people who I already have sex with, you know, like it's actually so cute where I used to use sexting as like, okay, I don't know this person. So this is how I'm getting to know them. Sexting is like, oh, I'm extending the plot. We're leaning into sex outside of the physical, especially again, you know, isolations, quarantines, distances. Like there have been times where I just can't see the people I'm having sex with. Yeah. I was curious. How often do you see them? How often would you like to see them? Okay, so like right now, it's pretty consistent. I live pretty close to everyone I'm dating, which is fucking great. Like walking distance. Honestly, it's been great. I'm like, thank goodness I can see you. (laughs) But in the beginning, there was like different cities. There was like different comfortability levels. There was different like situations. Like if someone has to isolate, we literally can't see each other, right? If we're like in different areas and you're like locked down somewhere, I still can't see you. And like beyond like, oh, I can't see you in the physical. So let's sex. Even just being like, oh, I'm actually just corny and turned on. And I want to like turn to you to share that, right? I'm like having that be a thing. It's been so hot. I don't know. These people already know my body, right? And so like, it's kind of cute and really nice to just take nudes and get into fantasies and talk about stuff. Be like, oh, I love it when you do this because they've literally done it. And I know that they love it, right? Like we're actually getting very real life situations and like texting it to each other and sexting with each other. And it's like my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) (gasps) That's amazing. Okay. You mentioned when the pandemic began, you purchased some dildos. Are there other sex toys that you have that you like to play with or sex toys you would like to have to play with? Masturbation wise, I've been super manual. I've used my hands since the beginning, right? And so I never explored sex toys until very recently. And now I'm like, it's a wide world out there. (laughs) I'm like, I need a whole trailer for them. Literally could do it, right? So I have a vibrator right now. I have a dildo. I just got a harness. So these are kind of like my starting places where I'm like, ooh, okay, this is what I use. And I feel like I want a butt plug. That's actually what I want next. I'm starting to get back into anal. I'm like, you know what? This looks tantalizing. I want to explore you a little bit more. And so I really want a butt plug. I really want to play around with like nipple stuff. I always thought that I like really wasn't into like nipple clamps, but I think I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the suckers where you twist the thing and they pull your nipple in. That's my new favorite. So I want to try that. Those are so good. Nipple pumps, not suckers. Nipple pumps. Pops. Okay, cute. Yeah, I'm going to Google that after this. <laughs> I have the twisty kind. They're great. I love them. Fun. Yeah, like because it's the whole idea of like acute pain versus like that kind of dull pressure, you know, like, I think I like the dull pressure, like a bit of intensity, but I don't want it to feel like something sharp is on my nips, right? Like that doesn't feel like a great sensation. Yeah. My body is so different. Some days I can totally be like, yeah, close pin my nipples. And then some days I'm like, fuck you. No, 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 no red. You know, like totally. (laughs) some days I'm like, I like this. Some days I'm like, stay away from me. (laughs) It just depends on my body and my sleep levels and my stress levels and where I am in my cycle and any other emotional factors and how I'm feeling about work. Exactly. All of it. All of it leads into whether these nipple clamps will work or not. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So butt stuff, nipple stuff, anything else that jumps to mind toy wise or just sensation wise you want to explore? 
I like the idea of those ball gag things. I don't really know how to use them, but the look of it, of like, just like my mouth being open and like drool and not being able to control that turns me on a lot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to get my own supply of candles, the melty wax candles, just for like when the feeling hits and maybe like even some like solo exploration, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these things, I always see it as like having to happen in partnered sex, but like I could totally explore candles on myself and even like which part of my body I like it on and stuff. So we'll see. The world is so big. (laughs) The world is so big. There's so much to explore. What else do you want to explore? I mean, definitely pegging, definitely more rope play. I think I want to explore more like I've had like threesomes and stuff, but I've always been the person who's like getting added into a situation. But I feel like it would be really cool to explore threesomes with people I'm already intimate with. It'd be new territory. and I actually have no gauge for how I would even feel, but it would be so hot to see. Like, I, I really just want to be a part of that and really want to do that. When, like, things feel like it can again, I would love to go to, like, sex parties and orgies and, like, go to sex clubs and explore that whole ambiance because, like, yeah, I'm, like, ready, you know? And I think it's so funny. It's, like, before mentally, I was, like, oh, my God, no, I don't know, I don't know. And then, like, now that we're not allowed to do any of these things, I'm, like, I have grown past my shame and nervousness and I'm ready to party. Yes, I I relate in so many ways. Also, I keep having this dream. My birthday is April 30th and I'm, like, maybe not this year for a sex party, but maybe 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 but maybe with vaccination cards and tests galore and i don't know you know we'll see we'll see how the next month or two goes i'll still have some contingency plans totally exactly this wild world are there any other fantasies or just hopes for your sex life going forward on a general term i'm just like so excited to have great sex you know like i think just like sex with people who make it really fun more orgasms like i was talking to one of my friends and we were being ridiculous and we were like orgasms are community work you know like make it so that everyone can make you orgasm and you can make everybody orgasm and like you know taking it out of like the idea of like oh only this special person or only this specific thing like I just like want to feel so much pleasure and want to share that with so many people in my life and just like whatever form that takes, however that takes. I'm looking forward to that in the future of my sex life. (laughs) Fuck yes. I love the idea of communal pleasure, community pleasure, pleasure for us all. Okay. Any other like weird disasters or triumphs or just thoughts in general about sex? (laughs) Disasters. So I've had a butt plug before. It was this really cutie little butt plug. It had a little rose at the end. It was like glass. It was so cute. And so like In the early days of my sex life, I was like playing around with it with the partner and I got really excited while we were in this. And so, you know, the butt plugs in, we're doing everything. And then it felt really good. So I started playing with it. I can't even figure out what happened, but either way, I got the butt plug entirely inside of my body. And so I like reached back to get it and I didn't feel anything and like panic fell over my body. I literally was like, what is happening? So then I got up, had to figure it out. I went to the washroom and my most concerning feeling was that I was going to have to go to the hospital and tell them what I did. And I was like, I don't want to tell them I got a butt plug stuck in my butt. Like I don't have time for this. Totally. (laughs) Thankfully I got it out on myself. Thankfully everything was chill. It just turned into this hilarious situation where I just couldn't stop laughing and I was like I just need to lay down for a second (laughs) I am so glad to hear that this week I'm reading a book called the vagina bible and the doctor who wrote it said that she 
doesn't know a single surgeon who works in the emergency room who has not had to remove something from a rectum because if the base of your butt plug is not wide enough, a butthole will really suck something up in there. And one of my personal friends who worked in the emergency room said that one of her first like rotations, she witnessed a doctor who had to pull a beer bottle out of a man's asshole. And the guy was just like, I don't know what happened. I sat down like it was you know like the level of denial and stuff is real so i should not laugh but literally yeah that right? i mean i'm just like he's so fucking lucky it didn't break like that's you know that's the real thing right now this is just like a giggly story versus actual danger yeah. totally <laughs> well i'm glad you got yours out and that it ended in giggling <laughs> and may that be a lesson for all of us yeah may it be a lesson right i've learned to relax take deep breaths and like just make sure I don't go too hard <laughs> yeah there you go wow I love it but also on that note it was like fucking myself in the ass too that helped me eventually get like to the next level of comfort with butt fucking because I had a couple of experiences where anal started to finally really feel good and like when I'd be close to coming like I would start to like fuck the cock with my asshole and then I was like wait because it's so much of it is a mental thing for me. But is it burning too much? Oh, am I going to have to shit? What is happening? You know, like when I just get more comfortable with my dildos and now I'm practicing my DPs, you know, like. That is like a far, far fantasy. I want a DP so badly, but I'm just like, you know what? Maybe a butt plug and a human being, right? Yeah, one thing at a time. It was getting fucked in my pussy while wearing a butt plug that taught me that that is something I really am interested in. I've been a while since I've had a good size butt plug, but like just over a year ago, my former master, like we had a Christmas Eve session that contained an anal hook and it was just like so, you know, it's like a larger ball so it can't get lost. It's attached and just like the pressure. Ah! And that's where I was like, oh, man, I really am a butt slut. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hot. <laughs> <Love> that. <laughs> Lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I would go back to university age and I would be like, your pleasure should like be a part of this conversation. Having sex is so much more than just like, looking hot like you can also just feel good you know like it could feel great for both of you and like don't forget that and lean into people who want that with you and have all the fun you did fuck yeah do you have a sex question for me what's been a really great sex time you've had recently if any i have been encountering lovers who are willing to help me fulfill my big fantasy of taking erotic Polaroids with them. You know, so my whole life, I have been sort of like, I really want to photograph sexy things. And most of the partners, with the exception of my former master, like up until this year, people are like, what? No, 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 no. And I'm like, your face doesn't have to be in it. No, I just want our bodies. I just want, you know, like I like love capturing and it's not to trophy it. It's not to like scrapbook my, it's just, I think it's so beautiful. So anyone listening, if you know that I like to paint circles, <laughs> I recently saw a batch of Polaroids that were in a circle shape. I like obviously had to buy those frames. And the first circle picture that I ever took was with a partner. I was their partner in sexual debut. So I have a Polaroid of this first beautiful moment with this partner who is penetrating a vagina for the first time. Oh, and it's so God. hot. Yeah. It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. 
Okay, I want to edit my answer actually about like things I want to try. Erotic photography. I want that so badly. But Polaroid specifically, when you said that, I literally was like, oh my God, how do I forget? Like, yes. Yeah, the idea of like on film and our bodies on film. And okay, I would even take it a step further and be like, I would really love to take my own erotic photographs and like mail it to people I'm like with or like to yes. someone, you know? <laughs> yes. I think eventually one day I would like love to have a gallery show or maybe they'll just be for me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and maybe it- even just close friends maybe just close friends a cute like outdoor situation but just not strangers you know (laughs) I mean it just makes me so happy and I'm sort of like at this point I don't care what people see and it's like the Polaroids are so beautiful and blurry and I think it's like helped people feel extra safe although now I'm like oh yeah I want to try this film camera and that film camera because I actually have a collection of cameras so I'm like okay one thing at a time but like definitely there's going to be a camera wall in my future playship mobile dungeon and I'll be like you know that sounds amazing oh my goodness thanks for getting it Adj and thank you for being a guest on the show and happy fucking birthday thank you so much (laughs) this has been great